Hello and welcome. This is the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. I'm Ben. I'm Craig. I'm Derek. And this is Tank. I have a story to tell. Yay, Tank Stories. What is it? Let's hear it. Um, so I've been, we, my church has been having a Bible study and it's been at uh, my house and it's been going really well. I've been enjoying it, but what was really cool and what makes story worthy is, um, just for changing it up last Wednesday, we had the idea to have a dinner and testimonies basically. So just everyone brought a meal. And then we went around in a circle and told, it's supposed to be like 10 minutes max, although some people did better at that limit than other others. <laughs> but yeah, we just went around the circle and told the story of how God drew us to himself and saved us. And then again, some went past that story, but which was good to hear too. And uh, it was one of the best the best Bible study or small group sessions or whatever, whatever the proper, the hip phrase is nowadays, community group, core group, whatever. Life group. Uh, life group. One of the best <laughs> of those nights I've had in a long time. You forgot um, connect group. Ah, uh, connect group. <laughs> so, um, and not because the other ones are bad or anything, like those are all really good too, but it was, there was just something about one sitting around a table there's about nine of us all sitting at a table and sharing food and having fun and then after that discussing each other just hearing how what god did in each of our lives um that you know you go to church with these people and you um do these studies together and like talk all the time about uh christ even outside those studies but sometimes you just never hear their story (laughs) and it's such an interesting thing to forget to talk about but it's so cool how like everyone came from different places and some were born into the faith and some weren't for a long like didn't know who jesus was for a long time Mm -hmm. and then just to hear like what god used to bring them there um and always uh how impactful the word of god has been in everybody's life that was always a key theme which makes sense (laughs) But just how impactful, just like, they're like, well, and then I started reading the Bible some and everything changed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But it's something we so easily forget because it can become routine and or whatever. And it just seems like there's no huge changes. But then you look back over the past year, you consider that year without the Bible and with the Bible, it'd be a completely different year. So anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Maybe give an idea for somebody's core community, small, connect, life, group, <laughs> if you're looking for one. And otherwise, just to say I was enjoying it. That was my story. That's nice. Cool. Very good. That really changed my life, too, just reading the Bible. And you're the one who suggested that, Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Always happy to point people to the Bible. Also, even more amazing, um... None of us actually are born children of God. We're born children of wrath, and yet God saves us anyway. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Is that clarifying the thing I said a moment ago? Yeah, or I think just you just meant born into a Christian home. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I picked up on Sorry that as well, that. and I was like, ah, it'll be all right. People will know what we mean, but it's good to clarify. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, there it's is always fun. that one guy. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that one guy is probably me, actually. <laughs> I just remember uh, J.K. Rowling tweeted something like that a while back, and James White flipped out on her. It was really funny. Such <laughs> <laughs> uh, a strange thing to nitpick, a, a secular author like that. But, you know, whatever yeah. makes you happy. I actually heard she was Christian. But hang on, whatever makes you happy? What sort of theological statement is that? Well, it's nothing that's good. <laughs> Is that not desiring God? Actually, it's an amazing theological statement if you're talking along the lines of desiring God. If you're talking along the lines of human emotionalism driving everything you think about, then then that's not so good. Okay, but. okay, one person. Fine. I accept your... <laughs> I accept your critique and humbly apologize. No, no, I'll, we'll all accept that you were talking about the desiring God fashion of, of finding joy, and therefore it was a great theological statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You guys want to talk about some tech? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. we can do that too. Sounds great. Tech you should know this week. Seven things we think you should know. Number one, Wikipedia has turned 15. There's been 15 years of Wikipedia, and they're a non-profit too, which blows my mind. Yeah. It actually feels older than that to me, but that's pretty cool. Number two this week, Flux complains about night shift. That's all I wrote. Uh, No one's going to know what that means. Derek, what does that mean? Okay, so first things first, uh, Apple released a developer preview of iOS 9.3, which has several interesting, important features, one of which is called night shift. So if you've heard of Flux, I think we've talked about it on the show before briefly but flux um flux changes the color temperature of your computer monitor um when it gets throughout the day so it goes from so once it hits sunset it turns your computer screen into a warmer color temperature so that presumably it's easier on your eyes it's you know easier for you to sleep later if you're working on your computer right up to when you go to bed and then it it turns back to the bluer color temperature um once the sun comes up and it's bright outside and all that. So, yeah, so night shift is going to be part of iOS 9.3 and it does the same thing. Exactly. Mm. And the reason why this is why this is interesting is because only a few months ago Flux released a essentially um just it, it, they they released a thing that you could sideload onto your iPhone and Apple asked them to take it down. And now they have this feature. On the iPhone. Yeah, this is really funny because they're in this article, their uh, their letter to Apple, they wrote like an open letter to Apple, and it was like, we really appreciate that Apple has understood the value of our business model, like understands the health implications of bright screens at night, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really snarky and funny. And so <laughs> then they were like, we demand to be put in the App Store. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But yeah. Next up this week, iOS 9 has shipped more than Windows in the land of operating systems as of uh, 2015. I think it was like 9% more than Windows, which is crazy. That is a lot, but good on them. So sh- so they should with decent software. Number four, Amazon Prime is now offering 20% off uh, for new games, new video games releases. Uh, if you are, yeah, if you're a Prime member, you can get 20% off a new game from uh, the two weeks before the game is released on pre-order until two weeks after, I think, uh, it, it comes out, which is pretty neat. Number five, 
AT&T is bringing back unlimited dating plans. Oh, wait a minute. I mean data plans. <laughs> they were never in the business of dating plans. No. Um, yeah, except this is not quite what it sounds like, because you need to be yep. a DirecTV or a, or a Uverse subscriber to sign up for unlimited data. So unless you have a TV plan along with your cell phone plan, you're not going to get unlimited data. Or the option of unlimited data. Also this week, Apple Music subscribers are up to 10 million, which is half of the subscriber count of Spotify at 20 million. And it's only been out since June. Spotify's been, I think, a couple years now, which is pretty impressive. It just shows you the kind of the brute force power of Apple. Mm-hmm. So when they build that car... <laughs> <laughs> and finally this week, Snoop Dogg. Yes, Snoop Dogg, the rapper is upset about Xbox Live service. Very upset. And there is, I have been warned, an explicit video at the end of this link that we put in the show notes. So be warned, uh, there is rapper language galore. Just a lot of swear words. It's not like there's naked ladies dancing in the background or anything. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rapper language galore, for yes, sure. Yes, Nothing naked or anything. It's really funny. <laughs> we probably wouldn't even link it if it was. No but... naked language? But yeah, he's really upset. He said he was going to switch to PlayStation if they don't fix their service, which is, I think, hilarious. <laughs> can't he afford both platforms anyway? Like, why does he? That's probably why he can. Why he can threaten to to switch to PlayStation. Yeah. First world problems. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And that is all the tech you should know this week. That brings us to Tech You Should Use. So this week on Tech You Should Use, we're going to be talking about Bluetooth headphones. So what are special about Bluetooth headphones? Well, uh, if you've owned anything wireless in your life and you enjoy them, then think of all the enjoyment you can receive from having wireless headphones. Um, That might help make it more relatable. So uh, I got them about... Um, three to six months ago. I'm not sure when I got mine. Um, But they have been very enjoyable because oftentimes I have them plugged into my laptop or plugged into my phone, and specifically the laptop. I don't feel like if I forget that I have them on and move away from the laptop, I don't have that terrible ripping feeling on my ears where they get (laughs) yanked out. Oh, Um, yes, that's wonderful. I have many memories of walking around the kitchen with my earbuds in and having them ripped out by random handles sticking out of the drawers and whatnot exactly yeah that's that's one of the probably the best reason is i mean there's the ones i have they have a decent range and so i can walk decently far away before they drop and i never have to worry about the ripping feeling i remember when i first got them i was using them in my office and my coworker sitting near me said hey look at this and i just swung my chair over there And then I flinched because I was like, oh, no, I forgot to (laughs) remove my headphones. And there was no ripping feeling. I was like, oh, these are nice. I like these. (laughs) Uh, um, um, Can they work through walls? Like, Can you go to another room and still hear? Or does it have to be line of sight, but you can go a fair way away? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they work through walls. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Um, just, I mean, if you haven't, if you've ever used Bluetooth, anything that's Bluetooth compatible will work with these. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Bluetooth I've just found well. some things that are Bluetooth aren't so good. Like I find even my, like my mouse and my keyboard for my iMac sometimes just randomly drop out and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wondered whether the headphones were maybe more stable than that, but it sounds like they are. sounds like they're pretty good. Gotcha. Yeah, all the Bluetooth. I've only just recently been buying Bluetooth things, but all of my experiences have been good with them. Um, and that's uh, a side story. Uh, well, okay, I'll go ahead and tell it. I bought a wireless <laughs> Bluetooth mouse, and uh, Michelle was using the laptop, and she was just using the touchpad. She didn't realize I had the wireless mouse in my hand Ooh. and was watching from behind a door, randomly sliding the mouse across the wall. <laughs> Why does this mouse keep jerking away from me? <laughs> uh... Yes. But anyway, um, the Bluetooth headphones I bought <laughs> were just 20 bucks, and they last have a battery life of about eight hours, um, more if there's no sound actually playing through them. And so for 20 bucks with a speaker, they're actually use- what I'm using uh, on this call right now. So they're just fantastic. Um, and so if you've never had one and want to try out headphones without a wire, I definitely recommend them. The link is in the show notes. So how long do those typically last for you? What do you mean by that? Like, how, how long do they do they stay on before they need recharged? Because I listen to podcasts all day, and I totally see the advantage of having wireless headphones, especially on a job site where, where wires can get tangled and, uh, and caught on sharp things. Um, but at the same time, I listen to podcasts all day, so mm-hmm. they need to have a good battery life. I think the the ones I have, not the ones I recommended, but the ones I have, mm-hmm. uh, the ones I recommended are slightly better, I think, but the same price now. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, provides up to five hours talking playing time for a two-hour charge. Mm. And I found that fairly accurate because I'm not, I listen to music, but I turn it off every once in a while to focus and I turn it back on. And sometimes it gets me through two days. So mm-hmm. like two eight-hour days. Gotcha. Do you worry at all about um like this may not be an issue I don't know I don't I'm not heaps up on Bluetooth how it works exactly but um you know how like they say you shouldn't talk on a mobile phone for like hours at a time because it's radiation straight into your head is it I've not, never heard anyone say that is it not the same with oh really it was like a health thing a couple of years ago they were saying like with a landline it wasn't so bad but with mobiles because they're wireless and so there's constantly data going in and out um. And it's just kind of around the phone, like radiation type thing. Maybe holding it up to your head. Yeah, but that was a different technology that was being under consideration. Bluetooth is different technology. <clears throat> yeah, than yeah. So that's what I'm asking: is what is the difference? Like, it, does it not matter if you have Bluetooth headphones in all day for eight hours a day? Like, there's no no health issues or anything. I don't think there's health issues if you have your cell phone up to your ear eight hours a day either. But that's okay. just me talking. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't know any. But no, nice. it shouldn't shouldn't be an issue. I've never heard any issues with Bluetooth um, having negative health effects. I'm kind of with you, Derek. I've been thinking about getting uh, some Bluetooth headphones, but they all seem to be like a hundred or a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, the good ones, anyway. I mean, the like the really nice ones. Except tank, didn't you say these are like twenty dollars? Yep, the ones I recommended, twenty bucks. I mean, that's awesome. If you're an audiophile and you love quality, then don't get Bluetooth. Then- these yeah yeah that's a very good point you're in the wrong business for but i i don't mind so it's 
But yeah, I, I've found these to be great quality, just as good as any other headphones. And 20 bucks. Um, I just looked, I've looked into Bluetooth um, radiation in every article I've found, which is probably none, none are true authorities. But most of them are saying that the radiation you receive is even much lower than you receive from a cell phone. So in this mm. particular one, it says the signal is at one milliwatt, like radio signal, whereas some phones may emit up to three watts. So one milliwatt up compared to three watts. So there's that. It's good. Again, I don't have any true authorities <laughs> that I'm reading about, but all the sites I just read said it's safe. All right, well, that's a wrap on Tech You Should Use. Okay, it's time for Theology from the Headlines. This week, we are going to talk about self-driving cars and... Uh, we're probably going to go heavy on the theology side this week because the technology side is obvious, not quite present yet. So we're going to dream a little bit, I think, um, about how this could affect our lives when it comes, because it will come. You know, I-, I linked a couple of articles that folks might be interested in. Elon Musk says uh, within two years, there will be a Tesla model that can drive from New York to L.A. autonomously. And then also, just to bring this one home, because this is a huge issue in the tech world uh, that's coming, um, President Obama has rumored has a plan, uh, a $4 billion plan for self-driving cars uh, in the U.S., which is pretty pretty uh, insane infrastructure cost. So let's talk about this, guys. Um, as Christians... What kind of changes would self-driving cars, you know, were they to exist tomorrow or in a little while, what kind of changes would those have? Maybe just on your walk with the Lord, and we'll, you know, keep talking from there. I mentioned one last week. Um, uh, well, in my record last week, I mentioned the fact that I'm going to be commuting uh, over an hour each way to work. Um, might Might be about an hour and a half, maybe a bit less. Um, and so I'm planning on spending a fair bit of that time um, podcasting and listening to sermons and stuff like that. So I feel like self-driving cars would give me an opportunity to be able to focus on things like that and actually even maybe get some Bible study done in the car um, rather than... Because you can listen to stuff in the car already and you can talk to people while you're driving already. Um, but I feel like not having to have hands on the wheel and eyes on the road would be pretty handy with that um, in terms of being able to sort of focus even better on things. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think in that way, in terms of how would it make me closer to God, I I feel like I'd be able to actually use that time rather than just thinking about the day ahead of me at work or something, which I, you know, uh, while I'm listening to a podcast or something, I'd actually be able to grab my Bible, read through, um, do some study, um, do some prayer where I can have my eyes closed rather than open um, and and be a bit more intentional about focusing. So I guess in that way, it would just be like an extra time thing. It would give me some extra time that I currently is taken up with the manual labor of driving, manual task of driving. So here's the thing. I am all a fan of having more time to study God's word. 
But at the same time, I don't do a very good job of making that time for myself now. And typically, when when I get more time, I know this is me personally, I think it's for a lot of other people too, but when I have extra time, I absorb it into other activities that my carnal self wishes, wishes to participate in other than the study of God's Word. Are you doing a bunch of Netflixing and chilling in there? <laughs> well, with my wife, we can Netflix and chill all we want to. I definitively learned what that was this morning. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. I haven't heard... I don't know where that came from as much as a, as a, far as a euphemism, but eh, whatever. No these idea. kids these days. But anyway, you know what I mean? I definitely hear what you're, you're saying about free time. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. Um, and feel similarly, for sure. I think one of the great things, potentially, about... Um, added time from driving, from not having to drive, you know, added time in the car, is there's no Wi-Fi. Like a lot of the things mm. I waste time with require internet. And I know that, you know, we'll still have data on our phones and stuff and we could technically tether, but I, I feel like, you know, the speeds would need to be better and my data limit would need to be higher for me to actually really benefit from that. Um, so it might be a good excuse to redeem the time, you know, without internet as a distraction. Uh, and so I was just thinking like, even beyond like, you know, personal quiet times or whatever you call that, just reading your Bible every day. Uh, I just want in my life more casual Bible reading, just like pick up a book to read. Oh, it's the Bible. You know, like I'd, I'd like more of that. And so I think that could be something just very practical that we could do in self-driving cars that I would probably do in self-driving cars. Um, if we're talking like realistically right now in my life. I don't think it would have a huge impact. I would gain maybe 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes going to work, and 10 minutes back. So for me, I would probably not do much in that time. At least what about like I a seven-hour vacation car ride, like where you're driving to, I don't know, Tennessee or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I those just aren't common everyday things. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so that's true. I would imagine... So I couldn't, like, say... I'm going to have regular Bible time in my self-driving car because I have enough time to do that. You know, I don't have enough time. So sure, on those one-off on vacations and trips to the family, they'd be more enjoyable. But I don't know, like I wouldn't build a habit on my self-driving car. I would just enjoy being in a car more than I currently do now, if that makes sense. However, a lot of the benefits I can see um, if I were to say live an hour away from my job, I have a job, well, I guess without Wi-Fi, it might be difficult, but I have a job that can be done remotely. So I imagine I can spend an hour going to work, working, and then spend six hours at my job working and then spend an hour going home working. And then I've made up my eight hours for the day. I didn't see that being really nice. Um, and then you get two hours more than you previously had of time at home or time hanging out with people. So that's one thing I've always kind of dreamed of for remote people. All right, this is from Ephesians 5. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what is the will of the Lord. It's Ephesians five fifteen through 17. That's what I was talking about as far as redeeming the time, making the best use of the time. 
So let's talk about other ways that um, self-driving cars could change the world positively for the cause of Christ, the advance of his kingdom, the spread of the gospel. What kind of... I got a question before we get into that, because I think it will help answer or help give some ideas for that, maybe. Um, I haven't read all the ins and outs of how they work. So when it says you can get your car to meet you anywhere in the country, uh, is that saying that like they it will be legal for them to drive without a person in them to come and pick you up from somewhere? That is a great question. Because, uh, and I believe that's what he means with Tesla. Yeah. Most of the models that I've seen that are more popular are like Google's prototype that looks like a little uh, Volkswagen bug yeah. um, where it just doesn't have a steering wheel and it's just a very small, almost smart car-ish yeah. like thing. So you just, it's got an extended room for seating. So you would just sit in it uh, with, I think, up to four people and um, it drives for you. There's not even a steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Um. Because uh, that, that, I just saw that Google car thing you're talking about. And that, I reckon I designed that car back in about 1992. I wasn't great at drawing when I was a kid, but all my cars looked exactly <laughs> like that. Anyway, um, so I'm not going to ask them for any money, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact same design. Um, but if they can drive, like if the Tesla thing comes about and, and they can autonomously get themselves from point A to point B without even need to, needing to be supervised legally by a human then I would wonder whether we could make use of them for um, similar to like what... Do you guys know the story of Brother Andrew? Uh, I don't think no, so. Tell me. Okay, so it was one of the first books, like um, autobiographical books I ever read. My parent, It was on my parents' bookshelf and it was really old. And I loved Volkswagen Beetles and it had a Volkswagen Beetle on the front cover. So I read it um, and it's about this guy, I think he's Dutch, and he became a... Basically like a missionary, but the way he was a missionary was he took Bibles into, I think it was like Russia and places like that. and it, Places where, anyway, it was illegal to have scripture or to distribute the Bible um, because the government was against it and stuff. And so he would pack up his Volkswagen Beetle and drive across border, through border um, checkpoints. And basically, I think he sort of tried to work his way around it a few times at the start. And then he ended up like they would keep pulling him up. And he would just pray fervently um, all the way there in the car. And then he'd keep praying while the checkpoint stuff was happening. And there were multiple times where he would just have Bibles in his, in the front bonnet, like the boot of the beetle. And they would just open it up, look directly at it, ruffle through it or whatever, and then just shut the boot and let him go through, even though they just saw plainly with their eyes that there were Bibles in there. Um, and so this happened like again and again and again. Um, from memory and so i wonder whether we could do that but every time he's technically he was putting his life on the line if he got caught it was a you know um either prison or never seen again type of situation so i just wonder like like what we talked about a while ago i guess with um i think we were talking about like dropping things from balloons into other <laughs> into um disaster zones or other countries that aren't um gospel penetrated at this point um yeah you could set, set up a car to drive into a country like that and distribute or at least be like a, a you know tell tell the people in that country that it's going to be at this point at this time without having to send humans um to do that job i think we talked about it in the drones episode that's where it came up hmm. drones are a little more advantageous for that specific application because of the air i can't tell my car to drive to pick you up in australia because it can't get there no you would have to be in a neighboring country that was allowed like where the gospel was allowed and then you know set up the car with the books and 
and send it through. The thing is, it may not get through. Like, it's it's one of those things. Air is, like you said, air is better because you can cross the border without anyone checking your car and drop it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just an idea. Yeah. Tank, what do you think? Other ways we can use the self-driving car. Kill Uber. Why do you want to kill Uber? I don't necessarily, but New York does, so they might be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think California does too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Taxi drivers aren't so happy. Um, I mean, I I was thinking you could get people to church. You wouldn't have to, like, have a church bus. But then I was just thinking, like, okay, we're... We're pawning off our love and service to a brother on cars. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, so uh, yeah, but that's a I good know. point. I, that was something that I thought I, of too. But yeah, that's a good point. It's part of. Well, I mean, we could still pay for, like, like if there was someone out out uh, far away from church that really wanted to come to church, you didn't have the resources. Except for you can pay for the self-driving car to come come pick them up and bring them to church, and then you can welcome them that way. You know, that does make that kind of thing a little bit easier. Sorry, did someone have a finger up? I did. Tank. So Tank mentioned last episode that he, he and his wife are going through the process of trying to become missionaries, which is awesome. Uh, it may be useful. I, I have a friend who is a missionary currently in Africa, um, and I know that it was actually... a bit of an issue for her to when she when she first moved over there um and she was working with school children and stuff as a lot of the work that she does but um she worked in some remote villages so she had to sort of travel um from where she lives to where she is doing the work and so she ended up getting herself a car but driving in some of those countries is hectic and there's no road rules or the road rules are that there are no rules until you hit someone and then there's a problem sort of thing or something similar like that Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if it might actually be useful for missionaries or even even in general, I guess, people driving in unfamiliar contexts, it might keep them safer because I think a lot of the a lot of the accidents, if you want to call them that, that would happen would be human error for lack of knowing how to deal with traffic situations in different environments to what you're used to. Um, so that could be useful just for your average secular rental car company, um, but also, you know, for tourism, but also for um, people who are yeah living in or evangelizing to people groups that aren't their own um, and are in contexts where they're unsure of how to get around and how to um, be able to spread the the message and the influence that they've got um, to wider sections of the population. Um, it might help them do that safer. That's another possibility. I wonder how much they would have to change the programming to like in a, Deal with that. In a safer place compared to that. I mean, you would have to have a a a loop that is says honk horn true <laughs> but i mean i'm sure it'd be much more detailed than that yeah i just uh, i was just thinking like how could a, a a smart car and a no rules person versus each other i feel like might be a bad <laughs> yeah bad thing but smart yeah definitely whenever lose. time goes on and it gets better then yeah that might definitely make sense I guess it depends how they control. Like, I'm not sure. I thought a lot of it is like they control, they consider dif- distances between vehicles and, and speed of oncoming mm-hmm. traffic and stuff, don't they? And they work out where they need to move based on yep. the flow of existing traffic and all that sort of thing. So I'm assuming yep. that their algorithms or whatever they use to um, follow that pattern of movement is 
accurate enough that it could handle slightly less uniform patterns of movement, but that may not be true, as you said. Mm-hmm. Have to wait and see. I think the smart cars are probably way too polite to work in a third world context. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been to Burkina Faso, which is in Africa, just above Ghana, um, and that, yeah, I, I think it's kind of third world traffic is kind of all the same, where you drive wherever there's a space to, and then yeah, if you, well, see, even a, if if not you a see a space, space you can go there, <laughs> you know, even if it's on the other side of the road, as long as you're you know able to route yourself around. Yeah, um, it was a bit the same when I was in the so. Philippines. I was amazed sometimes at the size of vehicles that fit into the size of spaces that weren't really there, but they yeah. kind of forced a space where there wasn't a space <laughs> yeah. at the last minute at high speed. Incredible. What do you guys think about self-driving cars uh, in the the call to fill and subdue the earth? What do you think about how self-driving cars relate to that? I had a real hard time formulating that one. I don't know why. <laughs> It's okay. I think roadkill is a is a way we subdue the earth. So <laughs> smart cars, <laughs> smart cars would hinder that. The deer population and kangaroo population would grow out of control. <laughs> I think it could give us more access to various parts of the world. I think that's farther away because mm. one of the one of the main um, core competencies of the self driving car today is that. Um, like Google has said with their model, for example, that they just put the maps team to work on the self-driving car because the technology is very similar. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is if we don't know the roads, then the self-driving car won't work uh, to some extent. And I know that there are cameras on it. In fact, there's one on top that's huge and very expensive that just spins 360 degrees constantly very fast. And that's part of how they sense cars and animals, for example, around them. Um, which, you know, that's, that's fine. But Obviously, after the technology is in use by humans, it can advance and grow uh, further off of just known roads into other remote areas. And I think that the self-driving car technology, you know, I just heard at, um, today I heard that at CES this year, um, NVIDIA, which is like a computer chip company, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like at the last I saw, NVIDIA does like graphics cards for gaming machines. Yeah. Um, but they introed something at CES that is basically like an automatic. Um, I don't know if it's the same port, but you but basically you can put it in any existing car, plug it in, and your car becomes self-driving. Obviously, this is not consumer ready, <laughs> but if you can imagine something like that that turns an old car into a self-driving car, that's pretty impressive. And that kind of technology could be duplicated to not just consumer cars, but uh, manufacturing equipment, even eventually maybe planes uh, and things like that. And so that really gives us access to parts of the world that we've not been to yet. And so when we think about in terms of the advance of the gospel, there are, I think it's like 2,000 people groups. I could be way off on that. Hmm. But I think it's around 2,000 people groups that are like completely unreached. We haven't even been there. We don't even maybe know the language in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are like Jim Elliott people groups, like the kind of people that he went to. Um, But there's 2000 of them if I'm right on the number. And so I think this technology could give us access to those areas that we haven't had previously. That's one thing. I would also say Phil means more than just be there and have babies. I think it also means make culture, which I've talked about a lot on this show. Mm. Um, but I think reusing God's raw materials and making good, true, and beautiful things uh, is awesome. <laughs> and I think it's part of that mandate as well. And I would put self-driving cars in that, that class of things. I think, it's a, I think it could be a very beautiful technology. 
According to the Gospel Project, uh, the Joshua Project, there's 6,600 unreached people groups. Okay, I was way off. It's even worse than I thought. <laughs> Why did I think But 2, they may 000? not be in the backwoods like you mentioned. Oh, maybe that's where that number came from. I don't know. Maybe I just made that up. <laughs> 2016. That's a coincidentally good number, right? Because it's 2016. <laughs> <Right>. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> that's kind of what I initially was thinking. What do you guys, what are your thoughts on that? Those are good thoughts. Yeah, sounds Thanks. Cool. I picture um, you're saying like the maps, they they go up based off their own maps. But whenever you said that, I was picturing like you could have cars that can tell if a road is under them, basically. And so they're just, they're not basing it off of a map. They're driving on a road and the whole time they're sending data back to build maps. Yeah, that would be awesome. So pretty much mapping the world perfectly because you have these self-driving cars that are always just driving around and mapping where things are. That'd be amazing. And I think that's a business, just like back on sort of the tech side, that's a business Google has always been about. Like how much data can they know? You know, if like Google Glass took off, there could be live video and photos of literally every part of the of the world, right? And it didn't. But this could be, what you're talking about could be very similar to that. Uh, and you know, what we could do with that data is, is pretty unfathomable right now. So Yeah, you could go on like tech road trips. You just stream into the Google car data that's just in some random part of the world and just <laughs> hang out with it. Like, yeah, let's drive around Paris today or let's drive around. Or a weird new game where you, someone can make mods, but they're actually self-driving car specs. So like you download it and it just takes you wherever they they told it to go. They programmed it to go. That'd be crazy. I think yeah. I'd be scared to do that. To somebody's um, house. <laughs> yeah. Road trip roulette. Road trip roulette. Oh my gosh. You need to trademark that. That's it. We need to do at some stage a um a tech reformation where we're all in the same room. Um and so I reckon we should also get Google maybe Google could do this. They could work out that there's not a road under them and then just keep driving and invent um, amphibious hover vehicles that are also self-driving. So combine hoverboards with self-driving cars and then I can get from Australia to America without buying a plane ticket. There we go. Although that's going to create huge issues with refueling and all that sort of thing and yeah. border protection. But, you know, pipe dream. <laughs> Got to have goals. I didn't think about the refueling part. Yeah. 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 Well, solar panels. Solar panels solve everything. Yeah. So electric, self-driving, hover cars, and we're done. <laughs> and it'll take two weeks to get here. Yeah, that's all right. If you can pull over on the side of the ocean <laughs> <laughs> and have a sleep every so often, you can take two weeks together. Just uh, got to take enough food rations. There's probably also, you know, for like the transportation space, uh, which we talked about a little bit when we talked about workforce automation. Um, but there's some implication there too, like Amazon's drone plan could be pretty similar with self-driving cars. Just takes a little longer because you got to stay on the roads. Mm. So we could get things to people with very little uh, difficulty, although the cost might be high initially. So that's always high initially. When we're talking pipe dream, it'll it'll come down the line eventually. It's just you know, it's got to take some time. Anyway, I thought it'd be just fun to. Uh, dream a little bit about a technology that's definitely coming our way. Talk mm. maybe about uh, how we think it could advance the kingdom, spread the gospel, glorify God. Um, what about, I think we've done that, what but about, I think we've kind of got the conversation started at this point. So Potential, um, just quick thing to raise, though, 
Do you think there's any potential, and in, this is in theological side of things, I suppose, downsides to self-driving cars? Like, I'm just thinking about, um, la- like, does it make us lazy? Does it make us feel entitled to free time or to extra time? Or, um, I don't know, like, is there is there anything in self-driving cars and that thing of we need to automate everything and make everything simpler for ourselves? That is just kind of like it's it's awesome technology, but is there? Do you think there are any possible um, downsides to it? At least in terms of the way that we as humans approach these things, there's always going to be downsides to, to everything new that comes into our lives. Whenever there's something new that we have to adjust to, whether it seems like a positive thing or a negative thing, we always have have to react to it in some way, and it's all in in how we respond to it and not, not in the technology itself, but there's app. I mean, you can, you can take anything in a way that is uh, negative morally, you know, cell phones can easily become time suckers and self-driving cars can become uh, a way to feel entitled. And, you know, there's always those things we always have to watch out for. Our flesh is always going to get in the way if it can and that's where we have to rely on the the promise of uh, salvation from Christ and work out our sanctification in fear and trembling. And we did mention more deer and kangaroos as a different issue. Yeah. <laughs> True. Actually, kangaroos are overpopulated. Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. It was a bad thing. More ca- more well, this is the thing, bad. right? Kangaroos are, farmers think that kangaroos are pests, which I'm sure they are. They they get in their fields and do stuff. They eat stuff that they shouldn't be eating, and there are a lot of them. So our current resp- our current response in Australia has been to cull them and to eat them as food. But I refuse to eat anything that's on my national emblem. So I've ne- I'm proud to say <laughs> I've never eaten kangaroo, but hmm. um, huh. it's pretty popular. So. I wouldn't hold it against you guys if you ever go to an Australian restaurant and eat kangaroo. How do you I call them and eat curious. them if you don't have guns to shoot them with? Uh, you can have gun if guns. You can have a gun if you have a permit and if you have a good reason to have a gun, like you are a farmer and you need to shoot pests. Ah. You can have gun. There are guns just in one. Australia. It's just very, very heavily regulated for good reason because gotcha. we had a massacre and we were like, oh, we don't want more, ma- more massacres, so. Let's not get Craig off on that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Hey, hey, that's all I was saying. But I think I think you did ask a good question. Like we should, as we're seeking to reform technology, which is the goal of this podcast, um, we should ask ourselves what are the positives and what are the negatives. Or is there anything else you guys could think of as being a negative for this technology? I think the note to laziness is important. Uh, we are already so prone to that, myself especially. I don't need help in that area. Uh, you know, and laziness especially, the Puritans thought that that was one of the worst uh, of the sins because it led to so many others. You know, idleness, uh, they talked about a lot, and sloth. Um, essentially, so I definitely hear that. Yeah. Tank, do you think there are any downsides to self-driving cars? All I can think of is now for the third time, more deer and kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And that brings us to the end of theology. <laughs> if you laughed at that joke, email us. I want to know more about you. Because that was the third time the same joke was said. Hey, I laughed at it and Derek laughed at it. Yep. Yeah, yep. email us. Okay, I'll email you. Wait, no, you can't email yourself. That would be a time loop paradox or something. 
All right. Well, yeah. to wrap this one up, um, you know, I, like I said, I thought it would be fun to kind of speculate on a future technology that's maybe far away, maybe not. We don't know. Uh, and just positives and negatives in terms of the kingdom. Uh, I will say, and this is a stretch, and I'm aware of that on the front end, but I will say this. Uh, self-driving cars remind me a lot of the gospel. Hmm. Because we can't do anything, and God does it all for us. Oh, Isn't that great? Yeah, there you go. Way to tie it all together. <laughs> and that reminds oh, me of a song man. called Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> also that. Also Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let's move into recos. Anybody have any recos this week? I do. So everyone's all all up about uh, Church Clothes 3, which was just uh, announced by Lecrae today. It was a surprise album release. But I've been looking forward to this dude named Results debut album, which is named, uh, what's it named? It's called The, the Elementology. I heard about Result uh, first on the Bible Thumping Wingnut podcast. They have some deal with uh, um, Wrath and Grace about uh, you know playing his music, and so uh, he's releasing his album through that. So that's how. I, but anyway, there's one song in particular that really struck me this week or, or today when I was listening to the album called Substitute. Um, he was talking through a very uh, vivid kind of uh, um, description of a man going to crucifixion and i figured this was just you know kind of an analogy to sinners who um who are under the wrath of god and then i realized he brought the name barabbas into it and it struck me so powerfully that not only like i've always thought of the people who killed who killed jesus who put jesus on the cross that it that is us that is you know us that he died for but more literally than that, Barabbas was atoned for by Christ. He was released when Christ was put on the cross. And we are we are also Barabbas in that situation. It just struck me very powerfully. It's a really good song. I recommend the entire album. I've listened through it like twice already today. So go get that. Is that it is, on Apple Music? It is on, well, it's on iTunes. I don't know if it's available on Apple Music. I would assume it is. Okay, I'll have to check. So yeah, I Calvinist Batman posted the ABC's song uh, lyric video, which was oh, yeah. I enjoyed. So I was looking forward to the album drop. I forgot that it was today. Yeah, yep. Well, if you'd like to connect with us, you can jump in our Slack channel, which is really popping this week. Like almost to the point of I've got to stop doing it at work, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I feel it. Anyway, you. you can find that at slack.techreformation.com. Free to sign up, fill out the form, you'll get more instructions in your email. You can follow us on Twitter at Tech Reformation, and our Facebook page is on Facebook somewhere. It's called Tech Reformation, and you should <laughs> go like and share our posts every week. And you can also find our website at techreformation.com. Don't forget to look there. Look at the tags if you need to find a past episode. And finally, you can email us at ask at techreformation.com. Comments, feedback, um, kill or save the animals, whatever. Um, <laughs> contact us there. Okay, guys, it's that time again. I need you to leave us a rate and review on iTunes. We really yes. need this. It helps us out. 
It does. Uh, so if you could give us a five-star review or whatever you think is reasonable, as long as it's not one. Um, because, again, we have a deal with Apple. Those just get filtered out, so it's <laughs> futile anyway. But if you'll leave us a five-star review uh, rate and then put some words together, uh, I know a lot of you are listening every week, and we're really grateful. This thing kind of blew up, and I was surprised that anyone would want to listen to me and a bunch of my friends for an hour. But uh, you do, and that's awesome. We're super grateful for you. Please tell the world by reviewing us on iTunes. Uh, I know a lot of you have probably just forgotten to do that because that's how it is with me on other podcasts. So <laughs> this is your reminder this week. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. This has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yes, I do have a shirt on. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Why do we always get distracted? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on track. Okay. <laughs> <What> if... <laughs> We're never gonna make it. We're never gonna make it in fifty minutes.